What is going on, everyone? You're listening to Walking in Faith. I hope you have a blessed day and that you enjoy this episode. Thank you. What is going on, everybody? I hope you had a blessed day and that if you listen to this at nighttime, man, I hope your day was amazing. But I just want to say I apologize for last episode that I was naming scriptures and I had one specifically in front of me, but also had another one to the side of me that I was going to mention. And I kind of combined the both of them saying the wrong scripture. And <laughs> I know I said chapter eight instead of verse eight. So there's small details that I'm going to play close attention to this episode because I just don't want to, you know, sound like I'm just going straight off with this and not sitting with it, but I, I am, I'm really sitting with all this and, um, it takes time. Like I literally had to pray about every single thing that I want to talk about and submit it to God and as well, let him think about or ha- have him speak to me what I need to be speaking about. But with this week and, um, you know, like I said, it's Valentine's week that we want to get close to the things that are going to be honoring to God. So, like I said, I apologize for what happened. But I hope you're doing good. And I love you. I hope your family's doing good. Make sure you say you, you love your loved ones. And, man, let's, let's get into this. But today, we are simply going to be talking about the traits of a godly man. And, yes, this is probably one of my favorite ones because uh, there's going to be more episodes like this. But this will be my favorite one because we get them to depth with it. But man godly men like fellas listen up straight off like there is a um aspect 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 to being a godly man and what i think a lot of people have misinterpreted as well that um, there's a difference between being a christian and a godly man like yes you can go to church yes you can do all this but you can just be a little christian boy and claim to be a christian and follow god but there's ways of to be a godly man and that's what how i see it you know and that's something that god has been growing me in and there's a lot of things that there's just a, a lot of learning process of becoming a godly man like it's just never there's never ending point of when not to learn you know and there's things in your life that you're going to be walking through that are really going to test you as a man in general and how you're going to handle it and you know, as a godly man, you can know what to do and know what to lean on God, but the traits that are going to be simply pulled out of you to represent what you are and if you really are who you say you are, you know? So, fellas or, you know, ladies, if you want to hop into this with us, please go to Ephesians 5. And there's a lot more that we're going to be going over, but I, I like Ephesians 5 because chapter 5, you know, goes around the basis and the, uh, the foundation of where I'm going with this. So... Go to Ephesians 5, chapter 21, and we're going to be breaking down verse 21 through 33. And I love this part. Like, I really do. So let's hop right into this. I'm going to announce, like I said, we're going to take it, we're going to break it apart. So we're going to go slow, get in depth with it. But there's also a lot of other scriptures that we're going to be breaking down too to really show the characteristics. But um, Ephesians 5, man, like, that's one thing I like to quote all the time is always be in Ephesians 5, man. Because it really represents who God could do for you and who God is going to be creating you to. So let's start it off. Verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands, so unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as a Christ is the head of the church. He is our savior of the body. So you ready? You already get the first two. I kind of read you know, to 23, but 
be heard 21 through 22. So submitting yourselves onto another one of fear of God. Submit to another. Submit to each other. Meaning obey and treat each other with respect and hold it down for each other. And when times get hard, like know that you got to be for each other. But also got to realize the fear of God is knowing who God is. And that God has an individual work with that specific spouse of yours or that specific person you are with. So fellas, learn to serve each other. I said that in my last episode. We got to learn how to serve each other because yes, there's going to be times where one day you're, you're not your enemy, but your spouse, you know, it's going to have to need extra help picking up their side of their load and that you're going to have to help them. And sometimes it's going to be the other way around, but submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God, knowing that God has allowed this covenant, allowed this communion between each other to happen and that the power of God and who God is allows you to even do this and obeying and treat each other but as well obeying God and treating him like the king he is and having respected each other and to hold it down for each other then in verse 22 it says wives submit yourselves unto your own husband so unto the Lord so wives it means is submit to your husband because your husbands are the head meaning the leader of the like the group not the loop but your relationship he's the leader and to back that up it says in verse 23 for the uh for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of their body. So, husbands are leaders and are supposed to lead by being the provider, protector, and priest. Jesus was all all that. He is the head of the church, you know, which is also ahead of us, sacrificed himself for our lives. So husbands are gonna have to do the exact same thing for their wives. Like we're gonna have to sacrifice ourselves for them and being able to put the protection that we have and any situation to protect our loved one and love our wife because truly for me i never want to put my wife in a situation that caused her to harm or could put her in harm in general even my family like it's just something that's big with me that you cannot be doing that and the wisdom comes with that okay as a man too you got to be able to make decisions you get to make you know good decisions as well not to hesitate because hesitation causes a lot of time to fly by and procrastination does the exact same thing. So husbands, we got to do the exact same thing for our wives. So we just, you know, serve them. But we also got to stay pure, clean, and righteous by the glory, by the glory, by God, like, like Jesus is. Like we got to stay pure like he is and lead and do everything in the image of, in the likeness of God because that's who he has called us to be in the role of a man. And we got to really do that. And we had to. And then if we go drop down to husbands, love your wives, even as Christ has loved the church and gave himself for it, meaning sacrifice. Like, that's in verse 25, that he gave his body for us and that he sacrificed himself and he gave himself for us. Meaning wives, your husband got to be submitting himself to you in a way that he's going to sacrifice himself and provide for you and protect you and be a priest for you. So if he ain't doing that, man, you got to really... You got to check homeboy or even look and be like, huh, is this really the man for me? So, and also fellas, like you really got to do that because um, this is what's going to attain a good marriage. And what I'm breaking down right now was specifically given a time of season when God told me to break this down because I asked him like, what does it take to be a good husband? And I asked people too, asked married couples, and they always refer to the three P's and Ephesians 5 and God made me go down to Ephesians 5 and break this down because I was navigating through a season myself like Lord okay how do I be a good husband how do I be a good man to my significant other when the time comes and he broke this down for me 
He literally told me to break this down, and I did. So let's know it. We're just going to go deep into this. Uh, verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with our washing the water by, our wor by the word. Like I said, we got to stay pure. We got to stay clean and righteous because like Jesus was pure. He was righteous. I mean, I know we're not going to be perfect, but we have to put the attempt to do it, you know, and the wisdom of a godly man that you got to always keep yourself ahead of everything in general, like clean as in keeping your mindset pure as in don't be thinking about lustful thoughts and all this other stuff on top of that man clean in general don't you gotta get your hygiene up point you gotta brush your teeth you gotta wash your hair wash everything and put some cologne on like okay i'm not gonna bash or anything but i went to the gym today oh my i walked past like this uh i think this guy was doing bench press or something and it was stinking like for me Okay, y'all may think I'm weird, but I shower before I go to the gym, and I I make sure I smell good because I don't want to I don't want nobody smelling me while I'm like sweating and I smell funky. Like you don't want nobody smelling like bo around you. And so I shower before and I shower after. And you may think I'm crazy, but I got to like I I gotta smell good and I gotta like be able to make sure I don't want to be leaving that stink around. <laughs> I think we're going to all be smelling that B.O. around some people. But, yeah, make sure you wash yourself by the water, meaning uh, water by the word, that the word of what God says about you, and that's what, what God says to be a godly husband. It's cleansing you because the word cleanses you from your sins and your wrongdoings. And that what he's talking about to us men is that we have to sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. Because the living water, that is what's flowing through us. So, we can't be having dirty water to pour out. We got to have clean water to pour out, you know? So, yeah. And then verse 27 says that we might present it to himself in glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. That simply meaning like, you should have, okay, we're going to have flaws, but coming, coming healed, coming with um, healed traumas, healed past as well, not bringing anything that from your past relationships or just anything that was... Uh, something you had to work on through your waiting season like don't be coming in with any blemish to the point that it could ruin your marriage and you got to be able to work on yourself and come as clean as possible and all that cleansing comes straight from the word and who jesus is when you accept him in your life and that's will take the time to grow in the season of finding out what you really need to be doing you know so focus upon the word focus on what god has for you focus on yourself like it's okay to focus on yourself. I think a lot of us don't get in the season of knowing that it's okay to be content. It's okay to have ourselves our own time before we go and submit ourselves to somebody because um, how I see it is that I want to give somebody the best version of me, not the person that I am working on. Because you try to work on yourself during a relationship, it's just simply not going to work out. And uh, you're going to have to really heal. And the other individual too is going to have to heal from the flaws that you're doing. Because if you're trying to focus on yourself, while trying to maintain a relationship, that's going to be very hard because a relationship is a team sport. Or I wouldn't say a sport, but a team uh, thing that you're going to have to both participate in. So it's not like the days of um, you're just tired and you don't want to feel like doing it. No, you got to. Like, you can't be breeding those type of traits. But verse 28 says, Saul ought to men to love their wives as their own bodies, that he loveth his own, love his wife, love himself, meaning, Men, how you take care of your bodies is how you should be treating your wife. Like, you don't want to, you don't hurt yourself. You don't 
you make yourself presentable and you got to treat your your wife like you're treating yourself to be presentable that you speak nicely to her you treat her right you open doors for her like all this stuff and that you should treat her how you treat yourself you eat healthy you do all this stuff too like my thing is like you're taking care of yourself in the season of in general that you're taking care of yourself so you can be the best version that's the same thing with your wife that you got to take care of your wife that you both look like the best version and that what god presented you to to each other that you turn heads because you guys are just like that's a godly couple right there and man you really we us men really i'm not gonna say you men but us myself in general that we have to treat them like our own wives of course they're wives but i'm gonna treat them like our own bodies because i don't think none of us want to treat ourselves wrong or treat ourselves bad and what we indulge to make ourselves have a bad representation uh if you don't why not do it to your wife especially somebody has god has entrusted you with and giving you as a blessing because i can say it over again like a broken record a relationship is a blessing especially when it's done right and the honoree of god in it man you guys are really going to be unstoppable on top of that when you guys are power couples and you're walking with the spirit and anointed not only do you guys um inspire the people around you but you inspire your kids your kids are going to grow up and realize like man i want to I want a relationship like my parents have, not only with, you know, with themselves, but with Christ. Because you're allowing yourself to submit to each other, but keep God in the middle. Because, you know, without God in the middle, I don't know how you could function with, you know, that. And it turns into secular and you're going to have all these things. Because us men, I feel like instead of running around to, here's the thing. A lot of us men run to women, to other people to express our problems with our significant other. When our father, God is already listening. And he's already like, tell me, you should be only telling me instead of going around and telling other people. And I myself have been a victim of that, of telling people my uh, business with somebody. And I should have just been talking to God about it. I take full responsibility of that. And I hope that person apologized to me for it because um, it's wrong. And, you know, I kept, I kept my secrets. I kept our, you know, what we talked about close. But there's some things that I wish that I just never spoke upon and, you know, as a man, I'm saying that full with my chest and coming clean with that. Like, I I shouldn't have done that. And that's one thing I feel like we should just take, you know, as men is that we should be able to submit our wrongs and not always think we're right. Because um, Mr. Know-it-all type of person, I'm not going to lie, man, that stuff gets annoying. It gets tired. It's okay not to know it all. It's okay. You're not going to be living like anything different. It's just simply another phase for you to learn and get humility. And that's what we're going to break down into the, the traits with that. But Ephesians 25, 28 to 29 says, So saw men at their own lives, or, or so men, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to like read it up. But so all men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth is the wife, loveth himself. For no man yet had hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord in the church. That's like I said, you nourish and you cherish your body. And that's what you should be doing with your wife. You should nourish her and cherish her. And it's a blessing. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I can say this even more from like hearing married couples. Marriage is such a blessing and it can be tough, but it's that you got somebody who God entrusted you with to walk through your life and embrace it together. And the team, the team power, it's just like, man. So I can't wait for when God does that for me. And when the time comes and it's okay to wait, 
It really is okay to wait. Um, Ephesians 5, 30 through 33. Uh, for we are members of the body of his flesh, of his bones. For cause shall, uh, for this shall cause men leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall too be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular love his wife, even as himself, and as the wife. She never received her. Uh, add the wife that she reverse reverence her husband. We are members of Christ, the body and flesh and bones. Like we, us as humans, a child of, you know, child of Christ, that we are the body of Christ. Time is right. When the time is right, the husband would depart from the parents and family to be with one and create one with his wife. Love your wife and love her deeply. She will show, she will show you respect and deep honor for you because you're able to put your wife first. And man, it goes God, then your wife. But the love that you give to each other and submit to each other and as well as that, that has God said is that you truly will be able to love another, love another and show respect to each other. And yeah, I bet you can ask every woman out there that they just literally, they love to be, like, they want to feel loved. They want to be heard. They want to be able to speak upon their feelings and feel like they're valued. And women, you are valued. You are valued. You're, <laughs> what does it say in um, Proverbs 31? That, let me go there right now. Fellas, take notes right here, really. Um, past it, but you hear the paper slipping. Um, ver yeah, Proverbs thirty-one, verse ten. Who could find a virtuous woman? For her price is far beyond rubies. Virtuous woman is a godly woman. You find that her prices are far beyond rubies. Honestly, I think you can't even put a price on that. I think they're priceless. Honestly, I think myself. There's nothing more attractive than a woman that follows God and has her morals straight the same time as willing to represent Christ and be who she's meant to be. And I want you all to listen to this, fellas. Like I said, there has to be some attraction, but attraction and looks is not going to raise your children, but her morals are. And I want us to think about that because I feel like we're, a lot of us are passing up on good girls because we were looking more at looks and not at morals. That's just how I think. But yes, there is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife that see this, reverence her husband. She shows respect to you just how you show respect to her. And that's a lot of what women want, is to be loved, to be respected, to be cared for and valued, reassured. And, you know, she only be her. Don't. Fellas, I got to say this on my chest. Stop entertaining a lot of women. Stop. Just stop. We're so normalizing this culture that we that we entertain a lot of women and i can never be that person i can really not i don't know how you guys think that's funny or think it's cool like my question to you is like does nothing doesn't i get tiring with all that attention and having to keep up with all that like i couldn't <laughs> one i'm just like i want to say one person is enough but it's like i mean one person is enough don't get me wrong like one individual is enough but the attention isn't, <laughs> that's what I mean, like, but getting all that, man, come on, y'all, we got to do better, better, for real, but that's what I want to break down if, in, you know, Ephesians chapter 5, like, it goes deep into what we have to submit to our wives, but the same way let her swim to us, but it goes deep into what we should be as a husband, like I said, being able to support, protect her, and be the priest of the family, be the head of the family, head of her, 
Uh, we got to stay clean, be pure, be righteous, and glorifying God with, with it all. At the same time, we are able to cherish her wife, care for her, nourish her, and put her first. We really had to put her first, you know, under God. Because God will always come first, always be first. But the next line of order is her. We had to. And we always got to stay clean, keep her purity. Fellas, that's the one thing I like to say as well. Keep your, if you're in a relationship right now, you're seeking after one. And when you do get it, keep the purity. Meaning, as a godly man, you should be waiting to marriage anyways. And it's okay to put your foot down. Don't be falling into your temptation and, um, you know, you're all cuddling. And then, oh, I'm sorry, like, it's rubbing on you and all this other stuff. Bro, like, stop. No. If she even tries to do something, bro, you got to check her. <laughs> I'm being for real. Check her. Be like, what are you doing? No, we're not allowed to be doing this. And if you're going to get mad, you get mad. But me as a godly man, I'm not going to do that. And that comes with deep with having a relationship with Christ. And once again, like I said, from what I've heard, sex is amazing, but it needs to be done right. Meaning, do it when you are married. But, you know, your relationship is your relationship. And what you do is what you do. But personally, me is you got to keep your purity, keep the purity, because when you able to keep your purity, you think clearly and you know what to do to grow together. And that's what I'll typically say that we just got to do. And fellas, I'm telling you, all you're going to be missing the right one if you continually just to go after looks and just all these other things and not morals and what they can do, how they treat their family, how they treat the ones look like around them. I mean, I'm big on energy in the room, meaning I don't like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think like, um, how do I say like crystals, energy, that type of stuff. Like, nah, I'm talking about her, uh, how do I, how do I say this? Her environment, her aroma, that when she walks in the room, people know like, hey, she is somebody that is walking with Christ, but she knows what she's doing. She knows the wisdom she has. She knows how to carry herself like that like don't be going chasing after women that would be posting their bodies on instagram or any social media and they're in bikinis like that is traction the spirit of lust like come on don't do it fellas i'm telling you find yourself a virtuous woman because her price is far beyond rubies it really is and it's okay to wait guys it's okay to wait i'm telling you i'm in the same season as you and it's okay to wait like i'm enjoying this season because one, I'm doing everything that I want to do. I'm allowing myself to get a deeper connection with God. And what I mean by doing everything I want to do is that I'm enjoying snowboarding. I'm going out snowboarding. I'm going out um, to the batting cages to go hit baseballs. I'm hitting the weights. I'm going on runs, going on walks, going out to eat by myself. Because I'm telling y'all, fellas, when it's time to actually date and um, have a significant other, you got to make sure your bank account is right because they're going to be draining it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all. And so if you have a relationship and you're coming up with Valentine's, man, um, congratulations. But at the same time, oof, I feel bad for you. But uh, I, this uh, one of the pastors that one of the churches came to summer camp, Pastor Mitch, that he mentioned something this past young adults when he was there, when he visited, he said that when you get married, you see the different meaning of Valentine's because... The question that was given out was like, who liked Valentine's? Some people raised their hand, some people didn't. And when he said, Pastor Isaiah was like, who doesn't? I raised my hand. And I said, it depends. It's because 
Valentine is like, yes, you're supposed to be there with somebody. But at the same time, I think Valentine's is like uh, the quality time with each other. Like, yes, there's going to be gifts and all that. But uh, overall, I just wish I could go out for somebody. <laughs> go all out for somebody. That's the reason why I'm like, man, another year. So, but now uh, enjoy your time with your sniffing other. Keep it clean. Treat her right. Cherish her. Because that's a, that's a person. That's a, a child of God that he allows you to trust in you to be able to take care of him. Obey each other, respect each other, hold it down, provide, protect, be the priest, be the leader, lead by example. You're the head of the, has Jesus had the church, you're head of your wife, sacrifice for her, provide for her, like I said, be pure, take care of her, nourish her body, cherish her body, as in listen to her. If she says no, no means no, fellas. Once again, if she says no, no means no. And that is with everything doesn't have to be about that it just has to be with everything she says no she says no and you know when the time is right fellas it's time to give her that ring and uh i would <laughs> how i see it is like our pastor our main pastor the head of the pastor of our church says you have to see it and receive it receive it and see it for me i've been looking at ready wedding rings without even having a girlfriend man because i know like man when i get my girlfriend and get my wife this is the ring that i'm gonna be buying them and Oof. they're nice they're nice they they expensive but they're nice but it's worth it because like i said that's my baby girl my baby girl only when i get one <laughs> when i get one but let's hop into you know more deeply into what um godly men are so if you go to acts chapter 4 verse 29 let me get there i'm gonna read all this too acts chapter 4 verse 29 Boom, 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 boom. It says, And now, Lord, behold their threat, uh, threatenings, and grant them one service, though with all boldness they speak that word. Fellas, we have to be bold. We have to come with boldness. That's one of the traits. Acts 4.29, boldness. We get to be bold with the word of God. We have to be bold with who we are with Christ. If somebody tries to tempt you and everything, okay, all right. You got to turn around and be like, no. <laughs> I'm being for real. You got to just say no. And you got to stand up what's right. I think a lot of us don't stand up when it, when something's wrong, and we got to. Uh, God allowed me right before, like last week, allowed me to um, step in and you know help somebody out when I was getting gas. I know this. He was a homeless man. He was. Uh, I'm not trying to boast or anything. I'm not. I'm not boasting about what works. It was just an opportunity that God has allowed me to do, and I like want to share it. That um, this homeless guy was digging through the trash. And he was asking for money and people were like, nah, I don't got nothing for you. I only got enough for myself. And I was getting gas and I just finished putting my full tank in. I called him over and I was like, hey, bro, are you hungry? And, you know, I ended up getting food from the gas station, drinks, Gatorade, chips, whatever he wanted. And uh, it's just the boldness of stepping out of faith. That's what I'm talking about. Is you got to be bold, man. Like, it's okay. Uh, sometimes we have to see the bigger picture than what we see initially with in front of our eyes. Um, imagine if he, this guy hasn't ate in days and he's just asking and, you know, God just put it on my heart to simply ask him, okay, are you hungry, bro? And, you know, I went out my way to do it because I did it with boldness. I was with confidence being able to step out of faith. And that's what we have to do is that we have to be bold with our walk with God. We have to be bold with what we'll be doing. Sorry, I had to wipe my nose. I don't know, man. I'm coming out with a little cold or something. I got the sniffles. But 
Yeah, we have to be bold with our walk. We have to be bold with who we are and the man of God we are and simply uh, testify to it and uh, let people know that who we are. I'm not saying like go around be boasting like, yeah, I'm a man of God. Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to be happy to do that, but I'm talking about in the right way. You know, if somebody like says something wrong to you, you simply just got to be like, hey, no, nah, that's not what I'm going to be doing. That's not how we're going. I don't want no disrespect. I love you, but no, nah, we're not doing that. And one thing as well with like, Going out to eat with your woman is the advice I've got. The order is messed up and they mess up her order. Be bold to speak up about it. Get her what she wants. Like I said, she's precious. She's yours. You got to speak up and be like, hey, man, I pre hey, we just have a little small mistake. Um, I'm sorry, but she ordered this and she didn't get it. Is there a way we could get this, please? You got to be bold. You got to be firm. You got to put your foot down. Be the man that you're supposed to be. But that's what it says in Acts 4, 29. And now the Lord behold their threatenings and great unto them thy servants with all thy boldness they may speak thy word. I said, be be bold in the walk of God. Be bold with his words. Be bold what he speaks over. Somebody tries to test you and try to tell you something different. You gotta be like, nope, that's not what my father says. And my father's and my father's word is true. And be bold with it. Be bold with it. We have to be bold. So trait number one, be bold. Gotta be bold. Another trait I want to mention is humility. If you go to James chapter 4, verse 6, um, let me get there real quick. Yeah, man, I gotta, I'm just gonna have to hop into every book that was presented, pretty much. But, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Give me some time. Give me some time. Give me some time. Fellas, I'm telling you all these traits I'm giving is simply by God. God's giving us the time to, us men to, grow into who we want to be and not be bad with it because i know you out there you guys i know all y'all know how to treat women i know you get i know you're gonna treat a girl i know y'all know love i love girls but do you know how to do it the right way that's what i'm trying to get okay so what did i say james 4 6 it says but he give more praise wherefore he said god resists the proud but give grace unto the humble meaning we gotta come with humility man like i said don't be the know-it-all man don't it's okay not to know it. It's okay to ask God for guidance. It's okay to show that um, when to just be humble. You don't have to boast. You don't always have to act like that guy. I mean, you could be that guy, but just don't always have to be like, yeah, dude, I'm this type of person because I got this. Like, nah, bro. Just be like, nah, nah, it's okay. Like, there's time and places of certain things. Time and places for certain things. It's okay to be humble. And that's the one thing like I love about humility is that you just stay under the radar. When people give you compliments, you're like, ah, oh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. But don't be like somebody gives you compliments. Be like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Like, we got to have some boldness, but boldness to a certain extent for certain, for certain situations. But the humility, we got to have humility and know that God's will is God's will. And the grace that will be given to us is through humility. Because when you started your walk, your humility was shown at that point that you needed God. You cried out to God because you need that humility. You need that place to grow. And you accepted him because you can't do this life without him. And that's why I'll say right now is I can't do this life without God. I can't. I really need I really need God. I love him so much and I need him. And that's humility right there because uh, worldly Cardin would be like doing everything on his own. Doing everything on his own and... I'm telling y'all fellas, and it says in Mark chapter 10, verse 27, all things are impossible without God, but things are possible with God. That is the simple truth that 
we cannot do nothing without God. And that's real humility right there. I can't do nothing without him. So that's two traits right there. The first one is boldness. Second one is humility. Let's go to first Thessalonians. Nolians. That's oh my gosh. What did, what did I just say? Nolians. Thessalonians. I can't even say it. I don't know why. Thessalonians. There we go. First Thessalonians. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I bet some of y'all came and say the word Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Habakkuk. Yeah. I know a lot of people misinterpret that book differently than most people with Habakkuk. But First Thessalonians. I said it again. I really said it again. But wow. What is going on? I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I really said that. But right here. Thessalonians. First Thessalonians uh chapter two, verse seven. It says, But we are gentle but we were gentle among you, even as there is church for children. We have to be gentle, fellas. We have to be gentle. It's okay to be vulnerable sometimes. It's okay to open up. It's okay to show a little bit of emotions and be um how do I say it? Express ourselves. I think we get to a spot where we never get to get gentle with our feelings or just gentle with certain things or just even with the individual with the person we have to be gentle with them as well we don't always get a push on them i mean it's okay to give them a little boost here and there but don't be always like rah 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 you know what i mean like don't always be doing that to them but we got to be gentle because that's where i think a lot of healing comes from for a lot of us men is that we always are taught to why are you crying and when we express our crying people just laugh about it in our mental health is like out the roof because we're not allowed to express our feelings but i'm telling y'all when you're able to mend with your problems and speak to god about it and let him know what you need help with and what you need to let go god will literally maneuver into that and help you heal from that and put you in a season where you need to heal because i walked through that and i really became gentle hearted for the individuals around me as well for the people who i love because um there's a time and place for everything like i said and we got to realize that being able to have boldness with our gentleness, but with our gentleness, we need to have humility because you got to be able to humble yourself to be gentle. But you also got to be bold to be able to have humility and be gentle because not a lot of men want to do that. So, fellas, if you get what I'm saying, we have to do that. And those are the three traits so far. It's boldness, humility, and gentle. But let's, let's, let's back away from being gentle for a minute. We're going to show that a little bit masculine masculinity I, I don't know what's going on with the words right now i can't even say like i can't even talk i gotta get the jitters out i don't know why i got jitters i've been doing episodes like back to back <laughs> but yeah masculine like i'm not even gonna say the word we gotta show some little masculine though so let's go to ephesians 6 10 we're going we're swiping swiping no swiping but yeah some strength so ephesians 6 10 mentions right here that Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We have to be able to be strong in the walk. We got to be strong with our traits in relationships. We got to be strong knowing who we are in Christ and what has God spoken over us. And the fact that who we are is who we are that God made us. Don't let nobody else change you. I'm being for real. The only man that should be changing you, I don't know what that was, but the only man that should be changing us is the man upstairs. So I'm going to have to tie this all together right now. In order to be strong, you have to have boldness. But with that boldness, you got to realize you have to have humility. 
And when you have humility, you'll be able to be gentle because you got to realize that when you humble yourself, you become gentle with yourself. And be able to realize that you can be gentle with yourself, your boldness comes out because not a man can do that. And when you become with your boldness, that shows real masculinity. There we go, Cardin. There you go. You said it. There we go. But I think us expressing our emotions and our trauma, I think that's strong and brave for us men because um, society pushes it off so much. But and all this has to tie in with God. Literally, be bold with God's word of who he is and what has God has done. Be humble enough to realize that you cannot do this walk by yourself. But also be gentle-hearted to know that God's love has been able to express upon you to express to other people. But be strong in it and be steadfast in it and hold it tight. So that's four right there. Boldness, humility, gentle, and strong. And now, one thing I like to be, the one trait I truly enjoy a lot. I mean, I enjoy all of them because it creates, you know, a man of God. But generous. So let's go to first or second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six. Oh, I know where this book is at. So I went there quick, like flash, went there quick. Got a little sniffles again. I'm sorry, y'all. Trying to make sure my nose ain't running like crazy. But chapter nine, verse six, this says, but this I say, he which soweth sprangly shall reap also sprangly. And he which soweth bountifully, bountifully shall reap also bountifully, bountifully. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to redo that. I'm going to redo that. And this time I'm going to read the NLT translation because, guys, reading the KJV out loud is so hard. But reading it in my mind, it's like simple because I think I don't have to say the words out loud. But we're going to pull up right now. The NLT. I got the NLT right in front of me, too. I got the NLT, the ESV, the KJV. I got it all. I really got it all. I got all the books on me. But, yeah. Second Corinthians what did I say? Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six. Okay, 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 okay. If I could find it, here it is. Verse six. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get generous crops. Meaning, with God's word, we got to be generous with it. Don't be gatekeeping it. Don't be hiding it in. Don't be um, not able to spread it to individuals. What you find, go share it. Meaning, go share who what God has done for you and who God is to you and what he could do for you. Because not only that, it's going to plant a seed, but it also shows that what God has done with you as an individual and what he could do with anybody. Like for me, I gave you my testimony and I'm sharing it now, the word of God with you, because I want you all to experience the love and who God is and the relationship that he wants with us. But generously, being generous even with your relationships, is that give, be a giver. It's okay. Like, I know a lot of men are like, no, nah, I don't want to spend my money on her. I don't want to spend my money on this person. Bro, that's somebody you love. That's going to be your wife. That is your wife. Go ahead and do it. Like, I can't wait to, I want to say spoil my wife, but I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to buy her flowers, buy her candy, buy her snacks, buy her clothes. Because I want to show her, because like me, I'm very generous with myself. I'm a, I'm a gift giver. Like I want to show you the gifts that I give to you. Not on, not honestly the, to show that I love you, but that I appreciate you so much. And what you do for me individually. Like you are valued and I see you. So here's a gift. Another one. Like <laughs> for real. 
So, man, I'm trying to think about how God, God, how can I tie this in? All these five trades right here together. Um, hmm. I don't have to go with this order. Nah, we're gonna leave it. We're gonna leave it because I don't want I don't want to butcher it. But yeah, we gotta be boldness, have humility, be gentle, be strong, and generous with ourselves as well to others. Because those are the traits that we should be giving off. And it's like fruit of the spirit, you know, the fruits of the spirit. There's so much of them. And the traits of that is the portray it portrays like this. For real. Like I'm being so for real. And I'm telling y'all. Once you acquire all this and be able to do all this, I'm telling y'all, man, your wife is going to love you. I mean, she already does, but how much more is she going to love you even more? That's the truth. I, I'm not. I can't, I can't give you experience because I'm not married. But what I see from married couples who are in the walk, yes, do this. That's what I've been told. Do this. <laughs> I'm giving it to you, so do it, fellas. But, yeah, that's, that's five right there. Boldness, humility, gentle, strong, and generous. Let's have another one that I think a lot of us need to work on. A lot of us need to work on it. So let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 4. A lot of us need to work on this. I had to work on this. And I asked God to let me work on this. And he has put me in a season to work on it. And it has been, um, I want to say hard, but eye-opening. Because it made me realize, like, wow, I really need to do work on this. And <laughs> something that I had not seen yet. But chapter 5. Five, five, verse three through four. Not only so, but we glory in tribulation, also in the tribulation work with patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. There you go, fellas. Patience, patience is something we got to work on. Being able to endure the time of waiting. And that's one thing we all of us are experiencing right now in our waiting season, is to have patience. Because once you have patience with your significant other, just what God is doing, you become more grateful in the process of the journey that you're going Yes, we always want to be at the destination, but that journey of it is going to grow you so much. Because me, I asked God after uh, the relationship I got off a couple years ago. I was like, man, God, the next person, let me be patient for them. And I'm telling y'all, <laughs> God has been testing, not testing my patience, but he tested it. God's like, okay, let's see how long you can wait. And the patience with it. And man, it sucks, y'all. I'm going to be for real. It sucked. It sucked so bad. Not because of how long I had to wait. I mean, yeah, I had to wait for that. But it tested my patience. It made me realize there was a lot of things I need to grow from. But as well that this is what's going to take to love your other, significant other. But as well that what God has for us. Oh my God, just got revelation right now. That the patience that we're learning is what God has for us in the time of when we want to accept him. Because imagine how patient God is with us right now to the individuals who are wanting to accept him but not giving them their full selves. Imagine how patient that is to be able to sit there and be like, you know, it will happen. It will happen. Because God knows when it's going to happen. But he's like, okay, let me see if they really want it from themselves. I'm going to sit here and wait. And when they do call on me, I'll be there. Wow. Glory to God. That is amazing right there. That's amazing. But yes, fellas, we have to have patience. That's something we have to grow in. We're a lot of, there's a lot of impatience uh, things that we were waiting for, but the time will come. I'm telling y'all, just be patient. The longer you wait, the better you're going to grow, and God's going to give you more abundantly and something even bigger than what you've been asking. So you got to be bold. You got to have humility. You got to be gentle and strong, but also be generous, but also learn how to be patient. Man, God is good. 
God is good. And if you realize this, man, all of this was Jesus. Jesus was all of this. Glory to God. Jesus was all of this. That's the truth. So, yeah. And on to the next trait. Yeah, we got a bunch of them. We got a bunch of them. But on to the next trait. Fellas, we got to be dependable. I'm going to say that straight up. We got to be dependable. You got to be able to provide. You got to be able to be counted on. You got to be able to be trusted on and know that there's so much trust that goes on relationships. And once you break it, is that I don't want to go in depth with that because breaking somebody's trust, oh, that is something we really have to work, work with for real, for real. So patience and being able to be dependable. So dependable, let's go to Psalms 15.4. Psalms 15.4, right here. And whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own heart changed not. You gotta be dependable. You gotta be able to depend on um, knowing what God is gonna do for you. But at the same time, you gotta be able to let people know that you're dependable, knowing that you're gonna be there for them in a time of need, that they could trust you and rely on you. I think a lot of us get to the spot of not letting that happen because we're always choosing what we want and our own desires that we're not allowed to love the, another person and be there for that person. And if we do have that, we break it because we're like, we are so comfortable of allowing that Okay, they know that I'm dependable. They know that I could be able to do this. But what if I take the day off and just be like, I'm not going to be dependable. That one day off could ruin a lot of trust and a lot of relationships because you chose to take the day off and not show up. And as a godly man, we got to show up. Show up and get your work done. But at the same time, know that you be be trustworthy. So boldness, humility, gentle, strong, generous, generous, generous patient and dependable like that's quite a bit and i know it's gonna be hard for us men like man i gotta get all of that you don't have to get all of it at one time get it when you can and learn from it and ask god to give it to you in the time of needs and ask him when you can learn them that's the one thing we got to understand that we can learn all this in time that's when the season hits i'm telling you that's when the season hits and when you're being single be selfish and learn these traits because you're gonna come back you know that Bryson Taylor, I'm back and I'm better. Yeah, for real. You should be coming back and better than you were before because the person you were before was not better. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. On to the next trait. Man, we got three more after this one. After this trait, we got three more. We are clicking through this. Then I'm going to run it all down the list again. But I'm not going to run it down right now. We're going to run it down at the end. But let's go to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Look at that flip right there. Right here. Ready? Let me know when you're ready, which you can't, but let's go. Therefore, we ought to give them more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we should let them slip. We had to be truthful. We had to be truthful with what we hear, what we hear, what we hear and what we speak. With being with the Christ and walking with Christ, lying is bad. Don't lie because that's a sin. That's good. It's a, it's a commandment. Don't lie. Don't false witness. Don't false um, speak on anything and testify. So let's be true. Be truthful. Be honoring. And I think being honest is more uh, is more respectful than being a liar. Because if you be honest and be truthful to who you are and what you speak about and what you hear, and as well following God, that's more honorable than lying and trying to be something that you're not or speak about something that you're not. And um, 
understand that when you are true, it shows humility because you could turn around and lie about it. But being truthful is, is humility because you're willing to express that you know what you're doing. But in time of need is that um, in situations that you're willing to be hum be humble to know that you were wrong. Or maybe that in the time of testifying something, instead of choosing the easy way, easy way out, you chose the hard way with being true. And sometimes the truth is the easy way out. Because when people lie, man, you got to create up stories in order to lie. And it just adds a lie to another lie, to another lie, to another lie. And being truth is just one thing. You express how you feel and you, not even that, you just like, hey, that's what happened. And it happened this. But be true into what God says and how he speaks it. Don't be like the Pharisees. Don't be no hypocrites. And um, be honest. God knows everything. God knows everything you're doing, everything you speak, everything that you think, your move before you're the move that you're going to make, like he knows all that. So imagine if God was standing in front of you and you made a wrong move and knowing that he knows the truth, but you lie. You must be looking like a dummy if you do that. And you know what my pastor Jack says? Man, I'd rather look like a true, uh, <laughs> no. It's funny because that just popped up in my head. I won't go back to the pastor Jack thing, but if you all ever seen Drake and Josh and he was like, um, he's like, oh, you call me a liar? He's like, I ain't call you a truther. <laughs> that just popped up like you, it's better to tell the truth the truth than the lie and that's how i feel and i don't that's what pastor jack says i don't give a hoot what you think but telling the truth is much easier than lying y'all being real and i'm telling you fellas with these traits you're gonna grow so much as a man and let god work within you god's already working within you and letting you grow as a man but i don't think you realize as you grow more into a man and let god work in you these traits are becoming more and more strong into you and you will see it. I'm telling y'all. If y'all man with yourself and sit with yourself and think about everything, everything's going to come to good. But the next one, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We have two more. Two more to this. And it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We got to be attentive. Attentive. There we go. That's it. Attentive. Attentive. Meaning that we got to pay attention. Give your attention to it. Give your attention to God. Acknowledge God. And even with relationships, we got to acknowledge our significant other. We got to pay attention to them. We got to be able to listen to them. We got to be able to embrace what they're saying and remember what they're saying. Don't be just be looking at them like, yeah, I'm listening. Like, I know what you're saying. And then when they ask you, what did I say? You're like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Because you weren't paying attention, man. Just pay attention. It's better to, because what if they're expressing themselves deeply and you're over there just lollygagging and being lackadaisical? Like, you don't. They're really expressing themselves and you're not paying attention. That could hurt them more than the situation because they trust to speak it to you and open up and you're not paying attention. And as well as like having attention is also being vigilant. If you have your attention up, you're able to understand the word attacks are going to come to you through um, the enemy. And as well being a, uh, having attention, you're able to know and to discern certain things. So keeping your head on the swivel, move and be able to have... Um, the opportunity to learn more and your have your attention span grow and know that there's people out there that want to talk to you but you got to be able to listen so yeah um let's go to proverbs verse verse uh proverbs 22 verse 3 we're almost there we're almost done guys we got like one more after this and that's the best one i think as well but this one's good too verse or chapter 22 verse 3 it says 
A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and or let's restart that. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And this trait is discretion. Meaning how I see it, let me tie this in with the relationships. What is shared between you and your significant other just in general? Don't be speaking and sharing it to other people. I don't. Hold on to it. And that's why I was saying, like, I've I've been on this end of where I've have said some words that I shouldn't have been saying. And it even ties into what I said about um going over Ephesians five, that we have to be leaders and protect and as well sacrifice for our, our wives, but as well create a environment for them so they know that not everything needs to be shared. Like nothing needs to be shared and being able to be hold on to the word because Imagine God gave you a word, but you were willing to share with somebody else, but that word was for you. And now you gave a word to somebody that they weren't supposed to be getting, but you were. Gosh, my nose is just running. But <laughs> I think discretion and be able to hold back and not share everything shows humility that you're able to be trusted. And as well, that's, be t that's dependable right there as well. So every trade I'm naming off, it all ties in with themselves as, as in sort of a way. So to have boldness, you got to be strong and to know that you got to be strong and to be that type of way, you got to learn that how to be strong. So how I'm trying to say is that to be strong, you got to have boldness, but with boldness, you got to have humility because you got to realize that you got to step out of faith and you got to humble yourself to a certain face, step out of faith. And then when you're able to step out of faith and humble yourself and use God, you become gentle because the love that God gives you. But when you are trusted with the love that God gives you and you'll be patient with it, you get to learn that, okay, I've gained this. So let me share with somebody else. So that's when you become generous. But then when you become generous with God and know that you're able to be trusted with that, you become dependable for him. And then when you become dependable and knowing that what you share is the truth, you become truthful. And when you become truthful, you'll be able to have the attention to span to share to other people and know when who to share to people. And then when God gives you the word to hold on for yourself, you become discretion and knowing that you got to share it just between yourself and not hold on to speak to everybody else. And with that last one, our last trait is responsible. And if you look at, um, what was it? Uh, I had the verse in my head. This was the one I was like remembering the most. But if you literally look at Romans 4, uh, 14, 12, there we go. I got it. I had to search it up real quick, but uh, let me go there real quick. Romans 14, 12, when it comes with the responsibility, us men, we got to be able to respond, be responsible for our own things. Like we got to be responsible and take ownership of things and as well know when to be dependable, but have things in order, have things organized, have things in line, because I don't think nobody wants to be with a man that doesn't have things in order for themselves and who are able to take care of themselves. That's how I just, I see it. It can be different, but chapter 14, verse 12 it says, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Meaning, we got to be responsible for the way we walk with God. We're responsible for who we're representing, which is Christ, and how we represent Christ. And that everything, the flaw that we come to, even with sin and come with repentance, you're able to take responsibility, responsibility and with humility, knowing that you messed up. And so that's all the traits right there. But let me break this down to say this one more time. Is that in order to be strong, you got to have boldness. And when it comes to having boldness... You got to step out in faith and stepping out of faith comes to humility because you got to humble yourself knowing that you're going to step out and step out of the step out of your fleshly desires and step out with God. And then once you learn the love of God that had given to you by sticking by your side, you become gentle with it. 
But during that time, I learned how to be gentle in stepping out with God. You learned to have patience because patience was allow you to able to see what God was there to give you that love that you needed. And when you get that patience, God trusts you to know that you're able to uh, endure it and sit there for him. So you become dependable. And then when you become dependable, it shows how true you are. And then you can hold the truth and be truthful because you're not able to lie your way through it. And then when you become truthful, you're able to have the attention to expand, to discern and minister to people, but as well to help others and grow from it and listen to individuals who need that love and God will dependable on you and trust you to give it up. And that's when you get generous. Then when you get generous with people and they start sharing things about themselves, you become and you have discretion because now they shared something with you that you shouldn't be sharing with nobody else but God. And God's going to give you a word that you shouldn't be sharing, but with yourself and him. And that's when responsibility comes in because you're gonna have to, you have to be responsible for all the things that God's giving you. And be able to have these traits and be responsible with all of them so you don't use them in the wrong way and don't think the power you have is great, but only the power that is great is from upstairs. And God's allowing to trust you with this stuff. So, man, this was a great episode. <laughs> I, I, I liked how we broke down into everything about Ephesians 5 and as well the traits of, uh, traits of a godly man and how to treat your wife. But, fellas, I'm telling y'all, God's going to minister to you. And there's going to be couples out there who are married are going to tell you about more advice too. But this is the stuff that I learned, the stuff that I wanted to share, that God has spoken to me and through his word. But ladies, you got it now. You can write this down. You can write down these traits and you can put it on your list for men that need to, that have you have interest in or just in general and what to look out for, if that man's yours or not. So I hope this helps, but let's start wrapping this up. Before we wrap this up and end it completely, I just want to say a prayer over you. So, Father God, whoever's listening, any God, any men that they're listening to this, any guys, Father, that I just pray that you work in their heart and that they're hungry for you, Father. They're searching for you, Father. And that the, anything that they're healing from, from trauma or just anything that have been hurt to them, every word that's been spoken over them, that was not from you, Father God. I ask that you heal them, that you remove those words because the words that you speak over them are just a lot more. And the word that you've given us, Father, represents who we are and who we could be. And that each trait that you're giving us is allowing us to grow into the man that we should be able to be knowing and showing to other people. But not only that, that you give us the time to represent you with these traits. And with these traits, we get to show that what you have done is able to lead a family, lead a wife, and be able to know that us godly men are chosen by you. And we are different for we're not, we're in this world, but we're not, we're not from it, Father. And I pray for the girls that they, that with this guidance that they're receiving and that the knowledge that they're getting, Lord, that they choose and they seek and they find, or the person that's correct for them finds them and they learn that this is how a godly man should be. And they use this to testify and put up to the test of a man that they should really be going for and letting them go for them, Father God. But in general, I just ask you to put a hedge of protection around this individual who is listening to this, Father God that your love spreads around them and that they be the light for the family and friends that they are going around and that the spirit of God, the spirit of you, Father God, and the armor that you put around them is so strong that it fights against everything that's trying to attack them, that every tactic from the enemy breaks and every bondage and every chain breaks, Father God. And the traits that you give us, Father, is only done through your son, Jesus. And Jesus, you are a great representation of what a godly man should be in the image of who we should be, Father. So I ask you worketh in our hearts to be more like you and renew our minds, renew our hearts and give us a new spirit of flesh and not of stone. 
But Father, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity just to even spread your word and just get deep within it. We love you, Father, and the glory you give in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. <laughs> I just want to say I love you guys. And you got this. I've, I believe in you. I have faith in you. I have faith in Jesus. I have faith in Jesus. But I believe that you could do it. And I have faith that you could do it. But my faith is in Jesus because I know Jesus can do it for you. So, fellas, go out there. Be the man of God that you are. And ladies, look for the man of God that you want. But let them pursue you because they're supposed to be pursuing you. Remember that. But you can still have attention. You, not attention. you can still have attraction to them. But don't play games with them. I'm telling you all, if you have attraction to them, say it. Let them know. Don't be playing this little um, keep you close until I find somebody. <laughs> That's the truth, you know. Don't be, um, be all flirtation with them and doing all this other stuff just because it's going to heal you. No, do it correctly. Do it with purity, with the right mind. But I love you guys. I'll see you all Thursday. See ya.